This is Making Space with Jen Pillipow, a podcast about authenticity and the subconscious beliefs masking it. Welcome. We are already at the last episode for season two. I hope you've enjoyed listening. I hope you've commented in the podcast site because I always love to hear your thoughts on what you're hearing and if it's if you're relating to it or what's shifted for you. Do you identify with being a perfectionist or not? Did you learn anything new about yourself? What are your key takeaways? What stuck out? I'd love to hear it all. It's really interesting to me to view my own tendencies as punctual, friendly, driven, helpful, and organized as also the way that I control my anxiety and people-pleasing and perfectionist programming. Because as we've talked about throughout this series, those things all sound good. They sound aspirational. <laughs> it's just, it really does matter your intent behind them. Intention is so important. Are they authentic expressions or are you trying to control and manage what other people think? Is it old subconscious programming that needs to be looked at and updated? And for me, you know, it's a bit of all those things I'd say. And the more that, the more curiosity I took with it and the more I wanted to deeply understand the root of what was going on, the more rewarding the whole process was for me because it stopped being about result. It stopped being about trying to quit something, trying to change a habit. It stopped being about some sort of external result. And it really did put the focus on the journey. And I know that sounds super cheesy. I'm sorry. I just don't know any other way to put it. But it it is just more of an interesting process when you're getting curious and learning about yourself instead of just looking for one outcome that may or may not happen. So I'm curious what your thoughts are, and I'm also really curious about what you think about the masculine and feminine energies and what you think about inner child work, because as I talked about in the introduction, I did used to really think those things were super cheesy and didn't, um, I didn't pay much attention to them, and now I realize how important they are, and I'm wondering where you're at with that. So just a refresh on what I said in the introduction. You know, perfectionistic tendencies, what I've noticed, are really heavily weighted in the masculine energy. And if we think about masculine energy, it's about structure, routine, tasks, fixing, doing, accomplishing, achieving, all about the results, right? And the feminine energy, which is really undernourished, is intuitive and emotional. And if you, I mean, most of us were raised with the idea that you know, feelings are uncomfortable, big emotions, we don't know what to do with them, don't have them, suppress them. And especially I found this really magnified and validated again in the workplace where you, you separate business and emotion. It's not personal, it's business and you don't have big emotions and you don't use your intuition. You use logic and that's, it's just an out of balance. We need a little bit of both. Just like nature keeps everything perfectly in balance, we want a little bit of feminine. We want a little bit of masculine. And so how are you going to use those energies? When are you going to bring in your intuition? And when are you going to bring in logic? When are you going to rely on routine? And when are you going to allow yourself to be in flow? And how are you going to bring in this balance for yourself? But if you're like me, I was really relating to masculine energy 
as the barometer for success. Like the more I forced or pushed or strived or hustled, then the more successful I would be, the more accepted I would be, the more worthy I would be. But the reality is, is that just made me sick. It made me super burnt out and living in a way that didn't bring a lot of fulfillment. So my invitation is just really to check yourself on those things. Where do you fall within that balance? What do, do you have more feminine, more masculine? How do you recognize it? And how is it supporting you or how is it hindering you? And then make your decision from there. Because as always with all of my work, the podcast, my program, I hope what you are getting from it is that I'm not saying which is the best way to be. I'm offering a perspective and I'm asking you to look at yourself. How do I relate to this? How does this show up for me? Is this true for me? What's more true? What do I feel? And just to check in with yourself and really build that self-awareness so that you can make discerning decisions from your own authenticity. And I want to go back to the optimalist mindset, you know, adopting the best and most favorable outcome under a particular set of circumstances as such a beautiful reframe to a lot of the perfectionistic tendencies like all or nothing or fearing failure. And have you tried this mindset? How are you experiencing it? How are you relating to it? Does it feel easy? Does it feel hard? Do you need a lot of reminders? When do you find it easy to use and when do you find it hard to use? Again, just I'm so curious about what your experience is. And what about a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset? Did you relate to that? Have you identified any thought distortions? Do you do the polarized thinking? Do you do the overgeneralizing? Do you do the shoulds? I mean, I think most of us do, and it's a matter of how aware you are of what you're doing and when you're doing and why you're doing it. And how about your self-compassion? Has that changed? Or do you at least have some more awareness around it? Or do you, are you still fighting that belief that if you're compassionate with yourself, if you let yourself off the hook, are you then just going to become super lazy and unproductive and unsuccessful? And is that a true belief or is it time to question it? And where do you think that belief came from? I mean, to me, these are the interesting things. These are the fun things where we get to explore. Why do we think that? Why do I think like that? And not just taking it as a fact because it's a thought in my head, but having some discernment around it. Do I want to have that thought? And what about the five types of failure? Which failure did you recognize in yourself that you feel the most? And are you having an optim- optimalist view around it? Is it um, a realistic expectation that you have around it for yourself? But most of all, at the core of it, at the root of it, do you see how this might be connected or tangled to any kind of subconscious belief? Do you believe that you're inherently worthy, that it is totally unconditional? Or is it based on certain conditions? And if you think it is based on certain conditions, where did you get that idea? When did you get that idea? Are you open to changing that idea? Or is that just an unchangeable fact in your mind. And if that's the belief, why do you believe that? And just curious, just to be curious with yourself, what sort of beliefs you have and get to know yourself. I mean, I think we spend a lot of time getting to know other people and learning things and being in school and learning new jobs, but how much time do we spend learning on ourselves and getting to know ourselves at that really deep root level? I think that is so valuable. 
And if you have that desire, if you hold that value of integrity, of authenticity, if that's important to you, then that is definitely a way to start to live more authentically is to understand yourself better. What are your desires? What are your fears? What are your beliefs? What do you want to change? Why do you want to change it? And if you're not sure where to start with that, hypnotherapy is an excellent tool for unraveling those subconscious beliefs. Where did they come from? How do you change them, change them in the subconscious mind? And then how does that naturally upgrade your conscious mind? It's a great start. It's something that we work on together in my program, Making Space, with the Reiki integration to support the transformations that happen within it. Because if you think about all the beliefs that you have, when you have a thought, it creates a feeling. When you have a belief, that's a thought thought repetitively, right? You've thought it so many times, it's now become a belief. Now you can imagine the emotion that is attached to that is quite large, right? A thought creates a feeling and a thought thought many, 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 many times that's created a lot of feeling around it. Sometimes we need more than that belief upgrade to shift that thought, to shift that belief system. There's a lot of energy attached to it. We want to shift that energy and Reiki is such a beautiful way to do that, to open up the channels, to get things moving, clear things out and make space. And the more we clear out and make space, the more we get rid of those personality layers that we created as maybe safety nets, the more your authenticity can shine through because there's less blockage. And then maybe it gets easier to be more relational and less transactional, to have more connection, to enjoy the process more and not just be looking for those end results, to maybe have that optimalist view where you have appropriate expectations for yourself. And you maybe give yourself more than all or nothing options, but notice all of the different options and variations in between. And maybe it's more of an abundant mindset than a scarcity mindset. And maybe it's more of that perceived control, but in a healthy way where you remember what you can control and you let go of what you can't and you surrender to that. What do you think would change for you with those belief patterns? Does it bring up a lot of fear that You won't have the success that you want, that you'll be a failure in some way, that people will find out something about you that you're scared they're going to find out. Just notice what it brings up for you. And then notice where it motivates you and where it sabotages you. And can we look at it like a dial? Can you start to operate that dial so that it can be more motivating than sabotaging? And you can clean up some of those beliefs that were sabotaging. I really don't think the goal of this, of any of this, is to never be a perfectionist. I think sometimes it can be a really great strength. If you're working on something and you need that sort of attention to detail or that level of quality. But I think we're overusing it. I think a lot of the times it's it's betraying us and it's sabotaging us. But really what I hope you're taking away from this is that how do you control it? How do you operate it like that dial without totally getting rid of it? How do you keep what works and let go of the rest? And I think that comes down to really understanding yourself at that deep level, why you're doing what you're doing, getting really curious with yourself and changing what you can change. 
So coming up next for this podcast will be season three, and I'll be, I'll be talking about people-pleasing. Season four, as I've mentioned, will be inner child, and I hope you'll stick around for those. And since you're already registered, there's nothing more that you need to do. You'll just get an email once those are all up and loaded. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your energy and your space with me. And before I go, I just want to remind you of my new online program for adults making space. It is open for enrollment and accepting applications now. So you can get more information about this on my website or in the show notes. And this is where you will do the deep transformational dive. You will be taking action and doing the work. This is including hypnotherapy and Reiki transformational recordings with NLP and lots more. So be sure to check that out. If you are interested in one-on-one Reiki, I offer that here in Saskatoon. If you're not in Saskatoon, I can also offer that through distance. So you can check that out and book on my website as well. All right. Thank you so much for being here and for listening, and I'll see you in the next season. This podcast is recorded in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional land of the Cree people, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. If you're not sure whose land you're on, I invite you to get curious by visiting native-land.ca. The podcast music is called Full Light Up the Stars by Gaia. Thanks for listening. Now go out and make some space for yourself. Bye for now.